in rewards is equivalent to the rewards of Laylatul Qadr. Can we imagine what Allah Ta'ala is showering down and we would be the losers if we just let this time pass and we don't take full advantage of trying to do the maximum we can. So we will have our commitments, we have our work, we have our jobs, we have everything else to attend to. But in all that we can fit in something. We can fit in some time at night, maybe 15-20 minutes, some tilawat of the Quran some zikr, some dua, some tasbih. And we get tawfiq, Allah Ta'ala gives us tawfiq, inshaAllah. We try and wake up a little early, earlier than normal. We two rakats, tahajjud salah, we get the chance. Or at least read it before we sleep. So something or the other, so that we don't just let this time pass without having done anything. That at least we have appreciated this gift. This is a gift from Allah Ta'ala. Somebody presents a gift to us, <coughs> then if you say, no, I don't want it, it's like a great insult. It's indifference. Somebody is presenting a gift with his heart and soul. Say, no, I don't want your food. I don't want your gift. We don't say it with our words, but we turn away. Allah Ta'ala is showering down these gifts. We should be very eager to receive it. And the way to receive it is to put ourselves into some amal, something. We can't do what maybe many do. Some people spend maybe the whole night or half the night in ibadat. We are not of that position and capacity, but we can do something. So in any case, this is something that we should be trying to do. And then especially the ninth of Zulhijjah, that has an extra significance. That the ninth, the fast of that day is a compensation for the minor sins of the past and forthcoming year. So something that we can try and put ourselves in, it's nafil, not farz wajib, but we should try whatever we can, and at least some ibadah the night, some dua, some zikr, some tilawat of the Quran sharif, Allah Ta'ala gives tawfiq, that we try and take the benefit of this Mubarak time and do something or the other. Then, in this Mubarak time will come the day of Eid, Eid al-Adha, and the Amal of Qurbani. So this is something which we have repeatedly heard the virtues of, what great rewards they are in it, and the Hadith, the Mishnah says, that there is no action, ma'amin amalin, that there is no action which a person does on the day of Eid al-Adha, which is more beloved to Allah Taala than causing the ihratid dam, causing the blood of the sacrificial animal to flow, meaning slaughtering the animal of Qurbani. That is the most beloved of all actions in the sight of Allah Ta'ala. What a great thing. But then there is one hadith which is narrated in the Targheeb or Targheeb, which is a very ajeeb hadith. On the day of Eid al-Adha, Nabi Islam addressed the Sahaba Ikram, and he said to them, there is no action more beloved to Allah Ta'ala that is performed on this day min ihraqid dam than causing the blood of the animals to flow. This is the highest on this day. But then Nabi Islam said, except one thing. This is the greatest amal on this day, causing the blood of the animals to flow. On the day of Eid al-Adha, Nabi Islam addressed the Sahaba and he said to them this. Said, but joining family ties that has even a greater significance. 
This is the greatest amal of this day, but a person who joins family ties, he gets a reward even beyond this. That amal is the greater qurban. This qurbani of slaughtering the animals is a very great qurbani. But as great as this is, the greater qurbani than that is the qurbani of here we slaughter it. There we have to join. Here we are cutting it apart. This is the qurbani here to cut. And there the qurbani is to join. And to cut is easier than to join. So therefore that is the bigger qurbani. Because to cut doesn't take any efforts. Very easy to cut. But to join, join is a very big event. And therefore Allah Ta'ala is rewarding even greater on this day and any other time than the amal of Qurbani also. Can you imagine the rewards of Qurbani? Person who performs Qurbani for every hair on the back of the animal, he's getting one reward. And we talk about one reward sometimes as if we're talking about like one rand. One reward is like maybe one rand. So ten rewards is like ten rand. No, one reward is beyond what this dunya can contain. Because if a person is in need of one reward on the day of Qiyamah, and he presents his whole dunya in return to, to get that one reward, nobody will give it to him. Nobody will give him that one reward for the whole dunya also. So it's not one rand. It's more than what this dunya can contain. A person for every hair on the back of that animal is getting rewarded one reward. And if it's wool, sheep, Nabi Islam was asked what about it, every fiber of wool. Who can count that? Then, Nabi Islam says, before that blood falls onto the ground, it's already reached the court of Allah. In acceptance. <clears throat> so this distance between that animal and the ground is hardly anything, not even one hand, one palm length. But before that blood falls onto the ground, it has reached the court of Allah. Not physically, meaning that reward, that blessing, that amal has already reached Allah. Ta'ala. So Allah Ta'ala's rahmat is descending in that manner. And there's so many other rewards that have been mentioned for this. And in all this, Nabi Islam is saying that on this day, there is no amal greater than causing the blood of the animals to flow, except joining family ties. Because this requires slaughtering something within ourselves. To slaughter something on the outside is easy. Slaughter one animal, slaughter ten, slaughter a goat, slaughter a bull, that too is easy. All that is comparatively very easy than slaughtering something within ourselves. And often to maintain the family ties, to join those family ties, we have to slaughter that, slaughter that ego. That ego is more than ten bulls. All in one. Can you imagine that how much of effort goes into subduing one bull? If it was ten in one, that is, 10 is sometimes small also. So now this is something that has to happen sometimes. It demands slaughtering that bull within. And because this is such a task, Allah Ta'ala's 
Rahmat is coming also according to the person who has taken that step to slaughter that within himself. Allah Ta'ala's rewards also coming in proportion. So the time of Qurbani comes, there's so much attached to it. Like for example in the hadith, the Nabi Salaam says that إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَتَبَ الْإِحْسَانَ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ Allah Ta'ala has decreed kindness for everything. So if you are going to فَإِذَا قَتَلْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُ الْقِتْلَىٰ وَإِذَا ذَبَحْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُ الْذِبْحَىٰ Even if you are killing, here it refers to in the case where somebody's life is going to be taken on the order of Allah Ta'ala. In an Islamic state, now somebody has committed murder, so he will be beheaded if that is proved. And if the, the kit and kin of the person that was killed, if they don't forgive him, they don't accept to take maybe blood money, they say, well, we'll take life for a life, and he will be beheaded. But he will be beheaded, that too will be done in the way that is prescribed, not in a way that Allah Ta'ala has not allowed. That life will be taken now, because that is a right. But that too will be taken with kindness. It sounds very strange, taking life with kindness. Yes, life can be taken in a very brutal manner also. So therefore the only way would be that he must be beheaded with one goal. That in that instant, finish, the job is done. So when it comes to slaughtering animals also, Nabi Islam is saying, فَإِذَا ذَبَحْتُمْ فَأَحْسِنُوا الْذِبْحَ If you are slaughtering, then do that also with kindness. You are taking life, but you are taking on the name of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala has made it permissible. So you will now do that, فَأَحْسِنُوا الْذِبْحَ You will do that also with kindness. <coughs> and then to expand on that kindness, Nabi Islam gives some guidelines. That make sure your knife is sharpened very well. And when you read and comfort that animal that is going to be slaughtered. Comfort it, give it something, some water to drink beforehand. One person was dragging the animal by its ear. The beast asked him, said, take it to take it to its death kindly. Don't do this. One person was dragging it by its back leg. The beast asked him, stopped him from that. He says, take it to its death in a proper manner. Don't sharpen the knife in front of it. Don't slaughter one animal in front of another. All this is part of comforting that animal. Now the lesson to take from all this is, that one is that, that Qurbani be done in this proper manner. It be done by being kind to that animal. But the other part of it now is, that if all this kindness and all these details are being put into place for an animal, what about insan? How much of kindness now would be necessary for an insan? And then if that insan is a mu'min, how much more kindness would be required and necessary? And then if that mu'min is somebody close to us, a relative, and then if it is somebody within the four walls of our home, or it's our own parents, as that circle gets closer and closer, that decree of kindness gets bigger and bigger and the importance of it grows. If there is kindness decreed for an animal, because it's got life, it also has got life and that life has to be respected 
and it's taken on the name of Allah Ta'ala, they will be taken with kindness. What about insan? And what about those insan that are close to us? How much of kindness that is required on them, for them? That is something we can easily imagine from this tradition. So this is, these are the lessons of Qurbani. Qurbani comes, it comes with many lessons. And it brings along all the lessons and all the incidents of Sayyidina Ibrahim back to memory. That this is what the Qur'an Sharif is bringing to us, that bring all these lessons alive. That is not just a matter of slaughtering some animal and then maybe partaking of his meat. No, it's more than that. It's something that Deen is bringing alive. This is something that we need to learn. Ibrahim salam, the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that we discussed, that we just recited at the beginning, that was what the intention was to speak on, but in any case, these things are also necessary. So in this ayat, Allah Ta'ala speaks about that when the angels came to Ibrahim salam, with the glad tidings, he was now an old age, and in this old age they came with the glad hiding that you are going to be blessed with a son. It's referring to specifically Ishaq salam on this occasion. So when they came, Allah is saying, The first thing they did was they greeted him with salam. With Jibreel salam, Mikhail salatu salam, and Israfil salatu salam. These three angels came, but they came in human form. When they came in human form, Ibrahim Islam didn't recognize them that these are angels. He thought that these are insan, these are human, because they came in human form. And they greeted with salam. So he replied to the salam as well, that this is the first thing when believers meet one another. They came as <coughs> human, meaning that doesn't start off with hausat. It starts off with salam. The salam is so many things. On the one hand, as-salam. Salam is among the names of Allah Ta'ala. Asma'ul Husna. One of the attributes of Allah Ta'ala is as-salam. So, as-salamu alaykum is a zikr already. Because you're taking the name of Allah Ta'ala. Then besides being a zikr, it's a dua as well. That you are giving the person dua, salamati. Allah Ta'ala's peace be on you. Allah Ta'ala's protection be with you. And then at the same time, it is a declaration of peace from one side. You say, Assalamu alaikum, you are totally at peace from me. I will not harm you in your physical self, in your wealth, in your honor, in anything. This is a declaration of peace. It's so many things. There is nothing that can, no greeting on the face of this earth can compare with salam. So this is a lesson of salam. And having now made salam, Immediately, فَمَا لَبِثَ أَنْ جَاءَ بِعِجْلٍ حَدِيمٍ Without any delay, Rabbi Salaam immediately went and he brought along one calf which he had now quickly roasted and brought. Whether you want to call it some spit braai or not, we have no idea. The point is that he immediately went and he prepared what he could because he used to have cows and cattle whatever, so quickly the calf, which was the thing that was most, the most appropriate thing, he quickly slotted it, prepared it, and brought it. Ibrahim was that personality who was extremely hospitable. And he would never eat without a mehman, without a guest. To the extent that someday, 
if there's no guest, he would wait and he would look for somebody. And then he would eat with the guest. On one occasion, he, there was nobody around. He went around looking for somebody. He found, came across some person who he had never met before. Didn't know him from anywhere. He brought him along, sat him down, put the food in front, and he said, Okay, read Bismillah and eat. This person said, Bismillah? What do you mean Bismillah in the name of Allah? I don't even know who's Allah. I have never known who's Allah. Ibrahim woke him up, sent him away. This person is a mushrik, he's a disbeliever in Allah. So as that person left, Jibreel came. Allah Ta'ala is saying that all these years we have fed him despite him being denying us. And today he didn't take my name so you even didn't give him one morsel. We've been feeding him his whole life. So Ibrahim rushed behind the person and called him. He said, please come back. He said, but first you have to tell me why. Why you sent me out in the first place and now you're calling me back. Ibrahim narrated the whole thing. This is what happened. When you refuse to take the name of Allah Ta'ala, you don't even know who's Allah. I felt, how can I feed you? You are this believer. But this was the wahi that came to me. person said, well, if that is the case, if that is how gracious my Creator is, that despite me denying Him, yet when once I am removed from the Dastarkhan, He sends wahi for me to come back. I am bringing Him on. And this becomes a turning point that He gives up His kufr and shirk and He becomes a believer. Ibrahim salam, this was His hospitality. He would never eat without a mehman, without a guest. So in any case, he immediately presented this to them. But now he sees that they are not beginning to partake of the food. They were angels. They were not insan. He did not recognize them as immediately. And as angels, they have no need for food and drink. So, فَلَمَّا رَآ أَيْدِيَهُمْ لَا تَصِلُ إِلَيْهِ نَكِرَهُمْ وَأَوْجَسَ مِنْهُمْ خِيْفًا He became afraid. What's going on? Are these people there? Have they come with some other agenda here? Are they some spies, some enemy? So when they realize now that he is becoming afraid, what's going on? So then they put him to ease, don't worry. We are the angels of Allah. On the one hand, they had come with a glad tidings. Allah is going to bless you with the sun. But together with that, they had actually come en route for another duty. This was something that was just being done en route. The main destination was somewhere else. So en route now they came first to give him this glad hand. That despite your old age, Allah Ta'ala is going to bless you with a son. And his name will be Ishaq. And in other ayat, Allah Ta'ala even went further said that he will learn, his name will be Ishaq. He will even have a son by the name of Yaqub. All these details were given to him. So in any case, in that process, they said, no, no, we haven't come here for any other reason. We've come to give you this glad tidings, and we are on our way. We are on our way to the place of Hazrat Guru And we have come with azab from Allah. We have come to bring down the punishment of Allah on this entire nation. So Ibrahim Salaam heard this, and he became afraid that you are going to go and bring azab on this whole nation, but Luther Islam is among them, he is there. Actually, this was Ibrahim Islam's very deep shafqat, very deep compassion. 
He knew that Allah Ta'ala's azab comes, his azab is not going to come on Ruth Ali Salatu Because Ruth Ali Salatu is the Nabi of Allah Ta'ala. Where will azab come on him? But in a way he is trying to say that Ruth Ali Salam is there, you go to the big azab. So as if he is saying that hold back the azab because of Ruth Ali Salam's presence there, but in the process he is trying to save everybody else from the azab. In the hope that maybe they will bring him on. But the time has already come, they have gone beyond limits. As in other ayat, Allah Ta'ala speaks about it, that when these angels came finally to Ruth Al-Islam's place, again in human form, as very handsome people, this nation had reached such a level of immorality, that they came running. In other words, they had become so blatant in their despicable deed that let alone that doing something without anybody's knowledge, in broad daylight they are coming to now demand that hand over these people to us for the vile deed that we want to do. Now the lesson in this is that when a person gets into immoral things, when he gets into shameless things, then that doesn't stop at a point. Unless a person totally makes toba and comes out of it. If he decides to stay in it, it doesn't stop at a point. It keeps going further and further. To a point where a person then loses all inhibitions, all restrictions from within himself. He becomes totally shameless to the point where he is not bothered who thinks what. Whatever anybody wants to think about as their business, I'll do what I want to do. Then whether his own children will start becoming embarrassed about him too, he doesn't bother. His own parents will be now in boldness, what has happened to our son, he won't bother. The whole community can think anything, anybody wants to think what they want to think is up to them. I'll do what I want to do. <laughs> this becomes the result of getting into immorality. When a person starts looking at something immoral, looking at some haram, it doesn't stop there. Unless he makes sincere toba, regrets what he's doing, and he comes out of it. If he decides, no, this I, could, I can't do without it, it doesn't stop at that point. He sees one level of things, then he wants to see worse. And then that also has nothing in it for him, he wants to see worse. And then he becomes so blatant, Allah forbid, on many occasions we probably discuss this out of need for bringing it up, because of the number of times this comes up. The person is sitting the same, on the same bed where his wife is sitting, and he's watching all filth. How shameless and how blatant can it become? But this is the effect of getting into the first step of the immorality, the first step of the shamelessness. First it happens at one level, but a person doesn't make toba. He doesn't realize that where he's heading to. Then it gets deeper and deeper till the person loses all shame. Allah Ta'ala saves and protects us. So, in any case, Ibrahim Salaam became very concerned and he said, Inna fiha luta, luta Salaam is in this place. He said, no, no, don't worry about that. When Allah Ta'ala describes this, Allah Ta'ala brings it in forth in an ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says that Prime Islam, he presented this 
that Dhut al-Islam is here, how can you do this? How can you? Not objecting. But he began to intercede. Allah says that Ibrahim started interceding on their behalf. On behalf of the nation of Ruth al-Islam. On this note, Allah says that يُجَادِرُنَا فِي قَوْمِ لُوتِ إِنَّ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لَحَلِيمٌ أَوَّاهُمْ مُنِينٌ After all, Ibrahim was who? What were his qualities? لَحَلِيمٌ أَوَّاهُمْ مُنِينٌ That he was Halim. He was a very, very tolerant person. He's being highlighted. And this is such a quality that in another ayat, Allah Ta'ala says that when the dua was made, Rabbi Habni min as that Allah grant me a pious son. Allah Ta'ala says, فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامِ الْحَلِيمِ He asked for Rabbi Habni min as Allah grant me a pious child. Somebody who will be from a pious God. Allah Ta'ala says, we granted him a, an offspring, a son, فَبَشَّرْنَاهُ بِغُلَامِ الْحَلِيمِ who is very tolerant. In other words, without this tolerance, piety cannot be expected. Without this tolerance, the piety can't remain. Because a lack of tolerance will destroy the piety. So how significant this is, that the dua is being made for a pious child, Allah is saying, we gave the glad tidings. We gave the glad tidings of a child who will be halim, who will be very tolerant. This is a highlight of piety. It's the highlight of that salah, of that good qualities. So, Allah is saying in this ayat also, that Ibrahim Islam was lahalim, most tolerant. And what is this tolerance all about? That where a person is provoked to do something, say something that is out of line, or to vent anger, and he puts the lid on it, he suppresses it for the sake of Allah, for the pleasure of Allah. <laughs> this is hilm. And this is something Nabi Sahasun taught us to make dua for. Allahumma aghnini bil ilm wa zayyinni bil hilm. Ya Allah, make me very wealthy, one meaning make me independent with ilm, with knowledge. And ya Allah, adorn me with hilm. Adorn me with tolerance. This is adornment. People use cosmetics to adorn themselves. But the cosmetics only does a cover-up job. And after a few hours it shows that this was all a cover-up. So it becomes even worse than before. But the real adornment is inside. The real adornment is that which nothing can mask its fragrance. Its fragrance passes far and wide. And the fragrance doesn't ever die. But that fragrance of those good things inside keep increasing. And it doesn't have to be refreshed. It's fresh as ever. That is the fragrance that we have to acquire. The fragrance of the heart. The fragrance of good qualities. The fragrance of that hill. One Buzrug was walking and as he was walking somebody, he was walking with all his associates, so, somebody was standing on the roadside, as they saw him coming, so loudly they saying to some others around, this person is a big thug. So some of the 
Muris got very upset. He wanted to go and assault this person. So he held everybody back and he brought them along first. He said, first come home. He came home and he went and brought up a whole lot of envelopes and letters. He said, now read all this. Read this one here. What titles are out here? So now, obviously people who are linked to him, who have mohabbat for him, so they were writing to him. Somebody writing Junaid the Waqt and Shibli Zama, all big big titles of Junaid Baghdadi of the time and Allama Shibli of the time and somebody is saying something and something. So he says, look, I am neither as good as what these people are saying and Alhamdulillah I am not as bad as that, what that person is saying. What that person said also, Alhamdulillah is not true. I'm not a thug. But if you get angry about that, that what he said was not true, then get angry on these people also. What they said also is not true. What he meant to say was, don't pay attention to this also, and don't pay attention to that also. This also, don't take it to, to the one's head. This too is nothing. It's only what will be on the day of judgment, when the person said it, it comes in his hand and now go to Jannah. Only then it's something. Till that moment, it's nothing. And what is that outcome? Nobody knows. And don't take this to heart also. All this is by the way. So this comes when a person can respond on the spur of the moment when there is this hill. On the spot he can respond in this manner when there is that hill. Otherwise it is very difficult. And this is something Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam teaches with dua. Allah Ta'ala is highlighting it in this. Ibrahim was a halimun, awwahum munim. Somebody who was very soft natured and munim. Somebody who turned excessively to Allah Ta'ala. So these Mubarak days come, it comes with all these lessons. That these are the things to be acquired, these are the things to be imbibed within our lives. So these are the lessons that we should be reflecting on, we should be trying to bring these things into our lives. And while making the Qurbani, all the various things that we discussed, the Mubarak moments that we are passing by, try and make the maximum of that. The very great lesson of joining family ties, this is something linked directly to the day of Eid al-Adha in terms of virtue and the lesson of ihsan and kindness for even animals then how much more for insan and how much more for those close to us Allah give all of us a prophet وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله لا اله الا الله 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 لا اله الا الله
Yalla looting people, Ya Allah. Yalla you make them fuzeen and yaz rahmatullahi, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Whatever we are, you can make us yours also, Ya Allah. Yalla you make us yours, Ya Allah. Yalla you become ours, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Yalla save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Save us from all the sins, Ya Allah. Save us the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of all the outer sins as well, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Make us your true and obedient servants, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, throughout the world, wherever, Ya Allah, anybody has any hardship and difficulty, remove it, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-Alameen, Ya Allah, grant them high stages in Jannat, Ya Allah. Allah, those of our parents who are living, give them barakat in their lives, barakat in their health, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to serve them and obey them, Ya Allah. Enable us to earn Jannat through service to them, Ya Allah. Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah. Give them a special place in Allah, in Yeen, Ya Allah. Allah, grant them Jannat for those, Ya Allah. Allah, 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 all those who have passed away, fill their covers with nur, Ya Allah. Allah, the time of all they take us with the kalima, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Allah, take us with Iman and Kamil, Ya Allah. Allah, take us with Tawbat and Nasuh, Ya Allah. Allah, 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 make our covers gardens of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannat for those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Allah, there is nothing we can give any account for, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, you are too weak, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever du'as people have made, Ya Allah. Allah, you are the know of each one's heart's cry, Ya Allah. Allah, you answer each one's heart, Ya Allah. Allah, answer each one's du'as, Ya Allah. Allah, remove each one's difficulties, Ya Allah. Allah, fulfill each one's pious aspirations, Ya Allah. Fulfill each one's needs from the grave, Ya Allah. Allah, Allah, all those who are in debt, Ya Allah. Allah, make the easy payments of the debt possible, Ya Allah. Allah, clear them from every debt, Ya Allah. Allah, Ya Allah, whatever difficulties and hardships anybody is in, Ya Allah, remove it with afiyat, Ya Allah. Allah, Ya Allah, give us the best of dunya and the best of akhirat, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of spouses, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of parents and children, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of brothers and sisters, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of families, Ya Allah. Allah, unite the hearts of the entire ummah of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to appreciate this Mubarak time you are giving us, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, accept the ibadat of one and all, Ya Allah. Allah, accept the qurbanis of one and all, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, all the hujjahs make their hajj easy for them, Ya Allah. Allah, accept their hajj, Ya Allah. Allah, accept their du'as, Ya Allah. Allah, accept their tawaf, Ya Allah. Allah, accept their sa'i, Ya Allah. Allah, accept all their ibadat, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us a shame in their ibadat as well, Ya Allah. Allah, make the hajj means of the benefit of the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, let the moon spread into every part of the world, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, make it a means of the azab being uplifted, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Allah, accept the hajj of every hajj, Ya Allah. Ilahu al-alamin, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, all the du'as that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made. Ya Allah, whatever we ask for, Ya Allah, we are also asking for, Ya Allah. Allah, whatever the reason, Allah, some sort of protection from, Ya Allah, grant us protection as well, Ya Allah. Allahumma inna nasaluka min khayri ma sa'alaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa na'udhu bika min sharri masta'adaka min hunabiyuka wa habibuka Sayyiduna Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam anta al-musta'ahan wa alayka al-balaah wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billahi al-ali al-azim Rabbana taqabbal minna innaka anta al-sanihu al-alim وتب علينا يا مولانا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله الحبيب المعين والحمد لله